why not take on this question of the existence of God? Because it's not something to reduce to a soundbite. Welcome to another episode of the Mythical Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Real. Grateful for this chance to be with you today and to have this conversation. The soundbite you just heard was Jordan Peterson answering the question about God. Uh, and I want to go through, There's a it's a two-minute and 45-second soundbite today, and I want to go through it, and I want to share some thoughts with you. For those of you who have picked up this podcast and be begin listening to it and are enjoying it, and I hope that's a lot of you, uh, appreciate anybody who's tuning in. So in this podcast, we tackle the scriptures, and in a sense, kind of setting aside the historicity of Jesus and, uh, and tackling instead the concepts that he's teaching and the ground that he's holding, uh, specifically developmentally. And I want to share with you, because there's so many voices out there uh, that are also playing in this same space. And Jordan Peterson's one of them. And, and again, you can like or dislike any of these voices generally. Maybe there's things about their politics. Maybe it's a certain answer to a certain question that they give or whatever it may be, I simply want to draw attention to when they address the mysticism that's present. And Jordan Peterson does that. And so let's start off first with the entire two minute and 45 second section. And let's play the whole thing. And then let's go through and I'll share some thoughts with you as well as point you to some other voices that are in this arena that uh, I think you would benefit from. And so let's turn the time over here to the interviewer and Jordan Peterson. Why not take on this question of the existence of God? Because it's not something to reduce to a soundbite, fundamentally. But your lectures are two hours long. This is true, but when you're talking about the most important questions that people have ever asked, then two hours isn't very long. Apparently, people will watch them. So I'm not, I'm not, prepared to I'm not prepared to say things in any other way than I've already said them you know there it isn't obvious what belief means people think that what they believe is what they say they believe I don't believe that I believe that what people believe is what they act out and so I said I act as if God exists that's a sufficient statement as far as I'm concerned you know what's the old saying by their fruits ye shall know them same idea, right? It's, it's a matter of action and a matter of commitment. It's not a matter of me parading out my, my, my explicit statements about a metaphysical reality that's virtually impossible to comprehend. You, you risk when you reduce, and I'm not willing to do that, and I'm not interested in providing people with easy answers, including me. So... There's a question I, of whether you're working it out yourself. Of course. Yeah. And everyone who's honest is working it out themselves. None of us have incontrovertible knowledge about what transcends our understanding. You know, like, I certainly do think, well, I've learned things. I've learned that the deeper I go into the biblical stories and into religious mythology in general, cross-culturally, the less I see any bottom. You can go in it, into it forever and, and I've learned an immense amount doing that, and much of it has transformed my life. So, and, and I also believe that the, that the West is grounded on the metaphysical 
presupposition that human beings have a spark of the divine in them. And I don't think there's a truer way of saying that. And I also believe that it's true. Now, what that means with regards to the ultimate metaphysical realities that, that ground the entire world, I, I, I dare not say because I don't know. So I tend to try to say what I know and to leave the rest alone. And, and there's plenty I don't know and plenty I can't talk about. So, but I'm talking about what I can. I'm not interested in joining a club, regardless of what the club is. So, um, I'm not going to make statements of reflecting a certainty that I don't have. So, so there it is, and I hope you enjoyed that. Like, those kinds of conversations meet me somewhere really serious in my gut, in my soul, in my spirit. Like, those... These conversations that kind of play in that uh, mystical space are things that I really, really enjoy. And it's, the, it's part of the reason for doing this podcast is to open your eyes to a completely new way of seeing Jesus, seeing the New Testament, and, uh, and, and perhaps kind of lighting a fire within you in order to, to give you some new approach, some new way to open your scriptures and to be excited and say like, maybe there's something new here that no one's pointed me at before and now I can see it with brand new eyes. And so today I want to just go through this, uh, this interview bit by bit uh, and just share maybe my two cents as we, as we kind of have this conversation. So with that introduction, let's roll the tape. Why not take on this question of the existence of God? Because it's not something to reduce to a soundbite, fundamentally. So I'll, ju I'll jump in right away. It's not a soundbite, right? Like, everybody stands up in front of you and expresses certainty on their position of God. Everybody is happy to tell you what it is that God, what he looks like, and where he is, and how he operates, and why he does, and why he doesn't in certain situations. Everybody's ready to do that. But as, as Mr. Peterson here points out, it's not a soundbite. Like, this is a real search. This is a real process of digging within oneself and thinking about things in the cosmos. It's not a soundbite. And, uh, and he goes on further here. Roll the tape. But your lectures are two hours long. This is true, but when you're talking about the most important questions that people have ever asked, then two hours isn't very long. Apparently, people will watch them. So I'm not, I'm not prepared to. I'm not prepared to say things in any other way than I've already said them. So here, Mr. Peterson jumps in, um, and, and what he's trying to say is, look, I'm not going to say things any differently than the way I've said them. Like everybody wants me to be more specific. Everybody wants me to lay out to the world or to that person exactly where I stand. They want me to draw the lines. And what he does is brilliant, which is recognizing that his own personal view of how any of this goes together is only his personal view. And he realizes like it doesn't have a right to influence people when he's not sure of his view himself. Like it's only his personal view and he realizes how limited it is. And, and so I simply want to say like there are things in this world 
that are unsayable, undefinable, and they're still true. And, and the closest we get to them is to have these wise voices kind of uh, walk around the edges of these truths. They're not exactly definable. They're not exactly, the words don't do these truths justice. And so people like Jordan Peterson, and I'll give other names, Richard Rohr, Rob Bell. Uh, there's a podcast called The Liturgist Podcast. There's a podcast called The Deconstructionist Podcast. These are all places where these conversations are happening around like, why there's still something tangible in the middle of this, and yet nobody really knows exactly what to call it. And, and I'm simply saying that his brilliance is his knowing that his answers are no more sufficient than any other person, and he does not want to be the person at this pulpit expressing certainty. Here's the next soundbite. You know, there, it isn't obvious what belief means. People think that what they believe is what they say they believe. I don't believe that. I believe that what people believe is what they act out. And so I said, I act as if God exists. That's a sufficient statement as far as I'm concerned. You know, what's the old saying? By their fruits ye shall know them. Same idea, right? It's, it's a matter of action and a matter of commitment. It's not a matter of me parading out my, my, my explicit statements about a metaphysical reality that's virtually impossible to comprehend. You risk when you reduce, and I'm not willing to do that, and I'm not interested in providing people with easy answers, including me. He's not interested in easy answers, right? Like, he's, he doesn't want to be those old voices that we've all had, the ministers from our churches, the, the members of our faiths who express certainty, the authorities within our religion who said like, no, this is the right way to believe in God. You know, those Methodists over there, they're lost. But us Baptists, we've got it. We've got it down. It's that certainty. And the trouble is, when you start lining out dogma, when you start drawing lines in the sand, something living dies in that discussion. Like, if you give people space to learn these unspeakable truths on their own, then, then God or Jesus or sacred texts, they become living, deeply living within us. It's when we go into the scriptures and there's space there to find our own meaning. There's space there to relate these stories to our own experiences and to see insight beyond our own experiences without somebody coming in and saying like, no, this happened then and this is exactly how it went down and this is the reasons God wanted it in here and this is the lesson we are to learn. When you do that, you take something away and he is wanting to be very careful to allow this to be a living space for people in this conversation. Roll the tape. 
there's a question I, of whether you're working it out yourself. Of course. Yeah. And everyone who's honest is working it out themselves. None of us have incontrovertible knowledge about what transcends our understanding. Again, I came from a religious system that had all the answers. It knew how old the earth was. It knew where God lived out in the cosmos. It knew why people had different color skin. It had every single answer to every single question. And what happened was the internet age came along. And in the, as the internet came along, information was available at our fingertips. And what we, what I, and what many like me learned was that those answers were superficial. They were arrogance. They were an expression of certainty on things that were impossible to be certain of. And so having a religious system that gave all the answers, while that was a lot of peace and security at an earlier stage of life, now I simply want to swim in the questions. I want 10 wise voices around and to see a conversation happen where everybody's putting their, their different awareness of these questions into the space with the recognition that nobody's got the answers. And there's something deeply living about when that happens. And it seems to be that people, they call this the nuns, but people are leaving organized religion in a statistical number that has never been uh, surpassed at this level before. People are disconnecting from their religious systems because the systems provide certainty in an age where the information shows that that certainty is arrogantly misplaced. It, it reaches beyond the mark. And, and so he's making it clear here, like he doesn't want to be one of those guys. And I think his hesitancy to answer such questions is the beauty of his position. I certainly do think well, I've learned things. I've learned that the deeper I go into the biblical stories and into religious mythology in general, cross-culturally, the less I see any bottom. You can go in it, into it forever. And, and I've learned an immense amount doing that. And much of it has transformed my life. Did you see that? He's pointing to the very thing we're doing on this podcast, which is we're saying like, look, all the religious systems have given you uh, definitive ways in which to understand the scriptures. And all I want to do here on the, the Mythical Jesus podcast is to give you a fresh look. It's to open the scriptures up to you with allowing you to look at them with new eyes. And, and so I don't propose that like my perspective is like that's the one true way. Not at all. But rather, I got tired of religious systems telling me what to get from these stories that I just one day decided to open them up and set all of that baggage aside and, and look at the scriptures through my experience, through my eyes. And what that's done is opened them up again and made them once again living to me. And I simply want you to sense that and to make them living to you. 
And so as, as Jordan Peterson here is saying, there is no bottom. There's no bottom to these stories. The more you dig into them, the more you think about these sacred texts, the more you think about the words of the prophets, the more you think about Jesus himself. May you not find any bottom in these stories. May you constantly be thinking of new meanings, new ways of approaching these. May they be living to you. To the next soundbite. And I also believe that the, that the West is grounded on the metaphysical presupposition that human beings have a spark of the divine in them. And I don't think there's a truer way of saying that. And I also believe that it's true. Now, what that means with regards to the ultimate metaphysical realities that, that ground the entire world, I, I, I dare not say because I don't know. So I tend to try to say what I know and to leave the rest alone. And, and there's plenty I don't know and plenty I can't talk about. So, but I'm talking about what I can. Here he points to a truth, which is there's something, there's a spark inside us as human beings. And, and it doesn't have to be literally connected in some way to, to God. Like you don't have, if, if you want to get something from these conversations, you don't even have to be a deist. You don't have to be a religionist necessarily. I hang out with really cool people. And in, in my group of friends, there are people who have let go of God completely. And they still feel enlivened having the conversations around things like what Jordan Peterson is saying here. Like there's still some mystery in the universe there's still a spark within us. There's still something about us humans that we, that we somehow across thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years, when you start with those original life forms and evolution and those processes working themselves out, and here we are, human beings, able to, to reason and to, uh, to use rational uh, thinking in spite of the fact that we're not very good at it. And there's these connections between us. I simply want to say like, whether there's a God or not, and I hope there is, whether Jesus was real or not, and I hope he was, to stay focused on those literal paradigms is the least interesting and the least useful way to approach these sacred texts. Like, set aside the argument of whether Jesus is real or not. Let's dive into what he said. Let's dive into these stories and see what the meat here is. Let's not use it as a hammer to beat those who are different than us. Let's not use it as a, as a reward for those who believe just like us. Instead, let's recognize that there's something mysterious out there and we're all coming to it slightly differently and let's have conversations around it 
and see where that goes. I'm not interested in joining a club, regardless of what the club is. So um, I'm not going to make statements of reflecting a certainty that I don't have. So much of the Christian world is concerned about being aligned with the right group. Like, like I'm a Methodist. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I'm a Mormon. I'm a member of Islam. I'm a member of, you know, you name it. And whatever club it is, no one club has a monopoly on the truth. In fact, they're all unitedly wrong because they all miss the mark. Almost always when these groups start, there's a founder who opens up people's eyes to the mystery. And then when that founder dies, everyone who comes after decides to build walls and moats around any type of specific belief in order to say like, we got it right. And here's where we're going to corner ourselves off from the rest of the world. And in today's day and age, 2018, it misses the mark. The expressions of certainty are falling short. They are falling on deaf ears. People want the mystery. So my wife and I are out to dinner a couple nights ago, and we were talking about this specific two minute and 45 second soundbite. And as we listen, like something's moving inside of us. And we're, we're talking about how in the past, whether it's Jordan Peterson here, whether it's Richard Rohr that we've listened to, whether it's Rob Bell, whether it's John Shelby Spong, also he goes by the name of Jack Spong, whether it's him, whether it's uh, the Liturgist podcast, whatever these discussions are, there's something, there's something united about them. There's something tangibly connected about them. And don't get me wrong, if you sat Richard Rohr in a room and you sat Jordan Peterson in the room and we like delved into exactly how they think and hold things together, you would see they're very different. And yet they're both playing in the same sandbox. And again, there are sandboxes all over. Every church has drawn rigidity, dogma. Every church has drawn lines around those things. And said, like, this is what makes us right and everybody else wrong. And as you can sense, that's not what these voices do. What these voices do is they offer wisdom and they also offer you the space to think differently and to take these thoughts in other directions. And that's the connectedness among these voices. And so I simply would... As, as we close this episode out, I simply would encourage you to go find voices that encourage you to be alive again with these conversations. I encourage you to go, go read books, go dive into podcasts that get you to think again in all new ways, to open your mind up to the different ways that people do things rather than putting yourself into a group and saying like, we're the tribe, we're the right group, we're the true church. Go find truth all over the place and find a way to swim in this space of mystery. Thank you for listening 
to the Mythical Jesus podcast found at Christoffaith.org. Have an awesome day.